hey, I'm Rebecca, your host for Let's Have Tea podcast. This podcast is a time that you can come and listen and learn God's Word, study God's Word, and grow in God's Word as we wait upon Him. Isaiah chapter 40 verses 26 through 31 says, Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the whole earth. He never becomes faint or weary. There is no limit to his understanding. He gives strength to the faint and strengthens the powerless. Youths may become faint and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who trust in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on the wings like eagles. They will run and not become weary. They will walk and not faint. So why is the title of this podcast, Let's Have Tea? Because when you have a tea bag and it's in hot water, it makes strong tea. And the longer you wait for it, the longer you leave that tea bag in that hot water, the stronger it's going to be. And if we can learn God's Word, if we can gain some patience and grow that patience, whatever we face, we're going to be able to wait. And we're going to go through trials. We're going to grow through trials. But we have to learn to wait. There's power in the wait. And there's victory in the wait. So sit back and grab you a glass of hot coffee or hot tea, or as my husband would say, a big glass of Coke, and let's get together and study God's Word. Hey, hey. Hi, y'all. It's Tuesday. Tuesday, 21st. And I really have to look at my watch to tell what day it is. Today's Shanna's birthday. Happy birthday, Shanna. You're Happy in birthday, New York. Is Shanna she still Gaspar? in New York? I don't know. I think oh. so. It's a long ways from Louisiana. Um, day two of our fast. I gotta confess. Prayer. I got hungry today. I had to snack. It, um. I felt myself getting weak and a headache. And that's one of the things that we was talking about, that sometimes you just, you just got to take care of it. Um, so we got one more day left, what the governor asked for, and a three-day fast and prayer. And prayer works. Let me tell you, I prayed all morning. I, I prayed up until, well, I, I'll be honest with you, I ate a sandwich at 3 o'clock. A little after three, I guess, and uh, I prayed constantly all morning. Ever if I wasn't on the phone or dealing with somebody on the phone or dealing with something, right then I was praying. I was trying to constantly remember, I need to be praying. I need to be praying. It's an attitude of yeah. prayer. Yeah. So I hope that day two has went well for you, and one more day unless you are gonna finish the week out so tonight we're gonna talk about six great hindrances to prayer 
And Tony's going to start us off in Matthew chapter 21, verse 22. When Jesus returned to the temple and began teaching, and the leading priest and elders came up to him, they demanded, By what authority are you doing all these things? Who gave you the right? All right, and let's look at James chapter oh, 4. You told me it was going to be busy. I, I, I told him I'd write them down for him, but no, no, it's good. James 4, verse 3. Brother Greg says you need to know where these books are. Okay. <laughs> it's just in my new Bible. They don't just open up to them. Becky's using, is that your pink Bible? No. Oh. This is the one I've had for a hundred years. Okay. James 4. I'm looking. Oh, I'm sorry. Should be right in there. Mm-mm, back this way. There it is. 4-3. 4-3. And even... When you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You want only what you give, uh, what will give you pleasure. So last night we talked about in Isaiah 58, um, why are we fasting? Is it to appear spiritual? Try to impress God? Or imp impress your peers. Yeah. You're, you know. Um, so, and then this says, can you read it again? Yeah. Was it 4-3? Three. three, yes. If I can find it. And even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You want only what will give you pleasure. Yeah. So we could we could we could be here <laughs> for several nights just talking about that scripture until the cows come and, home. That's right. Um but just you know keep in the forefront of your mind why are you fasting? Why are you praying? And why why is it important to you? Yeah. Why is it important to you? And because if if it's not important to you on a personal level, it's not going to be that important to anybody else. And if it's not that important to you, we're missing the whole point of it. So, six great hindrances to prayer. The first one is doubt and unbelief. What's wrong? Doubt and unbelief? Yeah. Who would doubt and not believe? Doubt is the thief of God's blessing. Unbelief is believing anything other than the word. So you mean there's people that pray and still doubt? Um. <laughs> we know it is. That could take us another couple of days yeah so, um <laughs> that was that was wrong i shouldn't have asked like that so there's two kinds of unbelief 
There's the lack of knowledge of the word. You just don't know what the word says about it. And there's a scripture that says people perish for the lack of knowledge. And then the other kind of unbelief is refusing to act on the word. You know what the scripture says. That ain't going to happen. You know, by, by his stripes, I'm healed. I don't believe that. I, I'm so sick. Look, the, at, all, look well, at all this medicine I have to take. The doctors say. The doctors it. said that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and, and, and I'm going to confess because there's sometimes, because I take a handful of medicine at night and in the morning, these blockages, we're trying to doctor them with medicine. And, you know, I'm, I'm in, in the back of my mind, I keep saying, God, I know you're going to heal me. I know you're going to heal me. But do I really believe that sometimes? Because it's it's, it's been scary here lately. And uh, I have to, this this is one of those things that I am, I have put in my uh, fast because I've got to believe that these things are going to go away in the name of Jesus. Because if not, it's not good later. Right. It's not good later, so I need these things gone. So I can I'm going to start believing that. And I that. do pray that, that those blockages dissolve. But if I'm praying that and then he's believing or, you know, even thinking, that'll never happen. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just and it's like... conflict. Yeah. It, 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 don't, it don't go together. But the good thing about a fast is, well, let's, let, we'll talk about that in a little bit, I think. Um, and then the doubt and unbelief is, um, prepare to succeed. And that is first John five, 14 and 15. I'm trying. This one just don't open like my old. Look, get your old one. (laughs) It just reads different. First John five. 14 and 15. And we are uh, confident that he hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases him. And since we know he hears us, when we make our request, we also know that he will give us what we ask for. So, I mean, you know, that's what we started off with. And... Um, you know, that finishes up the doubt and the unbelief part. You know, if we're praying to God, I mean, we have to have enough faith that He is hearing us, that He does hear us. You know, just like it says in um, 2 Chronicles seven fourteen that my eyes will be open and my ears attentive. Yeah. You know, if we don't believe that. We're not doing what God told you know, us to what, do. We're not what, doing what Jesus told where us Where is the, why aren't we believing it? Is it because we don't know the scripture? Is it because the mindset, you know, well, that was just the way I was brought up. I just don't believe it. I hate to even go here, but I am. Well... That was then. Mm-hmm. That was then, but not now. No. God's <laughs> word does not change. 
It's always. It changes us. Yeah. But it don't change. <laughs> and when we start using it, and this is one of those those times when you fast and you really you really give all all of it, all your heart, all your motives, everything into it. It's going to bring you up to another level where when you start listening to the word and you start hearing the word and the word starts opening up to you and then you're going to look at the word a totally different way because you're going to be expecting the Holy Spirit to really just move in your life and move in your spirit, man, because you're understanding what the word is telling us to do. You're going to realize that there is power, that those scriptures are powerful. All right, I'm going to read verse 15 again. I'm going to read both of them again. Now, since we said that, I want you to hear this again. And we are confident that he hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases him. And the only way we know what pleases him is to know what the word says. And so many, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. So many people say, well, you just can't ask. You just can't ask him for anything. Yes, you can. If it pleases him. If we said... Lord, I, I really, the desire of my heart would be to have a 2020 Mustang. Yes. With a V8. Well, that don't matter. As long as it has four wheels and some doors, <laughs> two doors. <laughs> <laughs> a V8 with a five-speed or a six-speed. I don't know what they have, man. Um, oh, loud pipes. But would that be... <laughs> um, wrong for me to you know god says he wants to give us the desires of our heart is there anything wrong with my car not really but that is the desire of our heart right but i could um i could justify it well god if i could get a new car i could uh, pass my car down pay it forward yeah uh so and here I am justifying it. Well, God, you know, if I had a standard transmission, if I had to go to the hospital, I could go fast. No, our insurance would drop us again. <laughs> but and I said again, <laughs> the, the desires, but not of in the our, last fifteen or twenty years. The desires of our heart. He says, if you ask not, you have not because you have asked not. Right. And it's not foolish to ask for a vehicle. And it's not. Foolish to ask for, and I mean, the reason that we're praying is and fasting is everything that's going on right now. Right. This corona, um, all the people that are sick. Yes, I've had I had a text message about um, someone um, having in their family they had a positive test, and then so the rest of the family members had to go test. And then I had another, I had a phone call, a mama, um, I really, you know, me and my husband have talked about it and we, we really think that, you know, we should keep our kids at home and do the virtual or the homeschool or whatever, whatever it's called. But then someone at their job overheard them, you know, talking about it. Well, why are you going to do that? Don't you go to Walmart? Don't your kids do this? Don't your kids do that? Well, why won't you just send them to school? 
it's that mother and that father's that's right you know decision um and 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 we're incorporating that in this prayer and fast right. because this is tough decisions yeah and she this was very tough. i mean she's she says i'm so torn and i said well do you feel comfortable sending them to school I don't have peace about it. I said, then don't do it. That's right. I said, and it, it doesn't matter. Even if I disagreed with it, it doesn't matter. They're not my children. I'm not responsible for them. And, and whatever them and God right. are doing in their heart. Right. It's that's, nothing, that's you know. So that's, that's one of the reasons that we're fasting is, you know, that God will heal these people of of this virus that and maybe tomorrow night tomorrow night we will be talking about um god has given us the keys to the kingdom and we'll be talking about binding and loosing maybe you've heard um a message on it maybe you've studied on it maybe you haven't but god gives us the authority that we can bind up something bind up something means to tie it down you know tie it together and we need to be um, binding this COVID-19 virus and loosing a spirit of healing. And so we're going to talk about that tomorrow night. But just the um, this doubt and unbelief, you know, this 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 mama, you know, she had made her mind up. Um, and I mean, she's been really, you know, seeking God on it the last probably month, you know, since all of this, um, you know, it's getting closer to school and, and all of this. So, and now the enemy's trying to place doubt into her mind. So, you know, when we fast and pray, we are sensitive to the Holy Spirit and we know that we know that we know this is what God wants us to do. So, where were you going? Oh, I don't know. That was so good. I wasn't going to interrupt. Oh, okay. Well, let let's let's scoot on along. We're, yeah, yeah. We're getting so um, the second um, a second hindrance in prayer is lack of knowledge of righteousness. So flip over to First Peter three twelve. Oh, I'm staying right there close. My Bible's going to know where to open up before long. <laughs> Lack of knowledge of righteousness, First Peter three twelve. My eyes aren't watering as bad tonight. Three twelve. The eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right, and his ears are open to their prayers. But the God turns his but the Lord turns his face against those who do evil. I want to read that again. When I realized what I was saying, I said it wrong. I want to read this again. But the Lord turns his face against those who do evil. We've done talk. Can, can I start off with this? We've done talked about this two or three times. Uh, I guess every time we recorded, uh, when you start praying and fasting and you start sacrificing and you start get getting into those moments and the devil's telling you all this stuff in your head. And actually, 
truth be known, the devil really helps us to see those things that we do wrong mm-hmm. in these times because he's tempting. He is tempting us with those things in our life that we need to shake loose of. Mm-hmm. So in those moments, I, I was, I was going to make some notes a while ago because when Becky was talking, God was giving me some, some uh, I guess, things to be praying about. And when we get those things while we're fasting, write them down. Mm-hmm. Write them down because the devils he's going to take it out of your mind just as soon as he puts it in your mind. If he knows, oh, wait, this is going to take you away from me further if you think about this and you start praying against it, he's going to take it away. But if you write it down, you'll know, hey, I've got to work on that. Right. I've got to work on that. Yep. Um, James five sixteen. Let's back this way. I'm right there. Just one page one. James 5, 16. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. And this could actually, the righteousness of Christ could actually be an entire Bible study. Yeah. So many people, but you don't understand what I've done. Well, did you confess it? Did you repent and ask God to forgive you? Well, yeah. Well. It's done. God Was don't it remember 16? it, so quit carrying that around, James five sixteen. I want to read it in the Passion. I can find it. Confess and acknowledge how you have offended one another and then pray for one another to be instantly healed. For tremendous power is released through the passionate, heartfelt prayer of a godly believer. And when you know that you are the righteousness of Christ... I mean, you're going to pray with authority. Absolutely. And authority, that's what we're talking about tomorrow night. But you're, you're going to claim those promises. You're going to, but God, your word says, and you're going to say it in faith. And you're going to know that, the, what is it? How does it say it? The, um, uh, what part of it? Is it the 16. power? Because you read it in two different translations <laughs> of a righteous. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. So when you know where you stand in in the righteousness of God, you're going to have that power. Oh my goodness, that song. There is power, power, wonder-working power. I thought you were going to sing, there is power in the name of Jesus. Start me off. <laughs> I'm too tired. Um Second Corinthians five, seventeen through twenty one. So this is everyone has the right to prayer. Everyone has the right to prayer. Second Corinthians five seventeen through twenty one. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. 
the old life is gone, the new life has begun. And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to Himself through Christ. And God has given us the this task of reconciling people to Him. How far? 21. For God was in Christ, reconciling the world to Himself, no longer counting people's sin against them. And He gave us a wonderful, wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are, uh, so we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making His appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. For God made Christ who never sinned, who never sinned to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. Read um, 2 Corinthians five seventeen again, just 17. Oh, that wasn't 17? I thought it was all 17. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. So... Oh, that's, the old life is gone and the new life has begun. So, if you got saved this morning, mm-hmm. you got saved this afternoon, five minutes ago. Whatever you done yesterday, this gone. morning, the breath before you it's accepted gone. Jesus into your heart, it's gone. The it's old gone. man is dead. And... You, and the righteousness is there. That's right. You have a right to prayer. Absolutely. You have that right that that you can stand by anyone and pray. And that's why we need to be very careful. And I know I'm rattling here. And we said we wasn't going to be long. But when you see somebody that has turned their life around and they are praying, I want to just sit back and listen to it. Because it's the righteousness of Christ that got them to where they are. Um, Where are we at? Lack of knowledge of our right to use Jesus' name. Now that's something we're going to talk about tomorrow night. Um, That there is power when we pray in the name of Jesus. I'm going to figure out what song she's talking about too. When you pray... In Jesus' name, you have sealed that prayer. And God has heard it. And if it's according to his will, it's done. Um, So we're talking about six great hindrances to prayer. Strife. Go ahead. 1 Peter 3.7. Oh, you ready, huh? First <laughs> Peter 3, 7. In the same way, you husbands must honor your wives. Treat your wife with understanding as you live together. She may be weaker than you are, but, but she is your equal partner in God's gift of new life. Treat her as you should, uh, so your prayers will be will not be hindered. Just seven, right? Yeah. Yes, and then James 
3.16. This is talking about strife being one of the hindrances um, when we pray. James 3.16. For when, uh, wherever there is jealousy and self selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and evil of every kind. So the lack of knowledge of fellowship with God, 1 John 1. Another great hindrance when we pray is the lack of knowledge of fellowship. Oh, we're supposed to have fellowship with God? Mm-hmm. 1 John 1. Just verse 1. It says, we proclaim to you the one who exists from the beginning, whom we have heard and seen. We saw him with our own eyes and touched him with our own hands. He is the word of life. We've got to know that. We've got to remember that. And then the last one is the lack of knowledge of the integrity of God's Word. We have to know that God's Word is His bond. He's not going to take it back. He's not going to, oh, I can't believe they, you know, they asked for that. Now, how how am I, that never crosses his mind. No. He never... He said, when we pray the scriptures, when we speak his word, he is watching over that word to make sure it performs exactly as it's supposed to and that it does not return back to him void. It doesn't just, you know, like shooting a bow and arrow and you shoot it three feet and it just does a nosedive. It's not like that. It's going to accomplish what it was supposed to do. It's going to be fulfilled. Yeah. It's going to be fulfilled. Because he's watching over his word. I mean, can you just imagine him in heaven? Oh, yeah. There it goes. You know. He said, Tony found out where James was in that new Bible. Yeah. So when we know... That God's word is truth. We know God's word is alive. It's not just a book that, you know, sits on the coffee table or your bookshelf collecting dust. Not even in the back window or on the dash of the car. No. So everybody can see. That, it, it's, it's just, it's alive. You know? And it should be alive. Just like, I don't know if you can see those ivies behind me. It's Uh ivy and ivory. Mm. Ivy's back there and ivory's across the... She's on the other side of the living room. But they're alive. And God's Word's alive. That's a perfect example. If uh, I can finish off with this. There's a story about ivy and ivory. We was down on the riverbank one day, and we just happened to oh, fill out. Oh, it was hot. Oh, yes, it was hot. Carolyn, you might remember this. 
but uh, we just happened to fill out one of those things for a drawing. You know, when you he get something signs free, up for everything and all these emails and phone are, calls. And I filled out that name tag and I put it in that thing. And we were still there and they drew and they said, Tony Moran. Who would have guessed? It was two little ivies. About little. Little bitty pots like that. And y'all, uh, when, 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 Earlier, when I said I had one of those thoughts, and now I had this thought again, and I was, when Becky talked about ivy and ivory, ivy and ivory has been around for quite a while now, and they've grown, and we've had to repot them a couple of times, and you know what? When we stay in the Word, where we are right now may not be where God wants us to be. It may not be where we want to be, because we've been believers for so many years but getting right down to it we may not know as much scripture as we should and we're in a time right now where you know we're talking about using that scripture praying that scripture talking to god using his word that communication but you know what ivy and ivory was in these little pots little it was maybe like two sprigs of yeah i mean they were really really small and they grew. We watered them, nurtured them, made sure they had enough sunlight. And they grew. And they kept growing, so we put them in bigger pots where they would have, you know, their root system could just keep growing. And, and they grew. They need to be repotted again. Yeah. And but I, the key, what Becky just said, so their root system could grow out. Tell us just a little bit about roots. Now, put you on the spot. The root system of anything is where it's grounded. Well, that's that, that's our foundation and our life source. Think of they talk about the mighty oak tree, you know. Yeah. Their roots are they go way out and massive. And I think about those roots of those trees by the church, and they just on top of the ground. Yeah. The roots are, and that's that tree's foundation. It, there might be roots above the ground, but think how deep and how far out they grow. Yeah. And it took, it didn't just happen. You know, ivy and ivory didn't just get that big. I mean, I have, I have trimmed them off and made, <laughs> I don't know how many more. Well, yeah. there's one over there. There's one in there. There's one in the office. I think there's two at the over kitchen there. sink. Yeah. Um, and it, that's what God's Word, that's what He wants us to do with that, is feed off of each other. Take, take something that we've said, and it's not us, but God speaking through us and and I mean, just just like I repot or um, took that, and one of the um, the what's it called um, the ivy, uh, <laughs> one of the sprouts, the, yeah, and it got knocked off because it's so long, and I have it wrapped around you know everything, the the stool, the 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 pot. <laughs> and but it was like oh this is too pretty and it was so long you know I'm like I hate to lose it so I stuck it in a jar of water 
and its root system is I, I need to I need to pot it but that's the way God wants us to take something you know a message that we heard um, you know just that nugget of truth and build from it grow from it and I'm gonna say this and we're, we're about to end we're not doing this for us we're doing this for that reason because if you don't understand what prayer and fasting really is it's very powerful it's very powerful just like that sprout that was broken off that uh, broke off of that plant and becky put it in that water and all of a sudden it sprouted out on its own it's, it's, it's so many times she has done this it would sprout out and it said i want a little more and then you put it in that soil with that fertilizer and it's getting feed it, you're feeding it and then you water it a little bit and all of a sudden it's alive and that's the purpose of this it's thriving it's not just living yeah it's that that I, I say we've probably we've been out here two and a half years it was 17 16 I can't count backwards maybe the summer of 14 or 15 Wow and I could have left those ivy and ivory. I could have left them in their little, I don't know, three-inch, six-inch pot. I don't know. They were oh, small. Oh, it was a three-inch pot. It was little. You know, I could have left them there, and that's all they would have been. They've was, always, they would have had some sprouts, but they've always would have been small. They, just, yeah, we would have held them back. You can do that in your Christian walk. You know, well, I've been I've been going to this church for forty five years. Where's your roots? You know, <laughs> when when we when we we don't want to just go to church. We want to wa- learn what the word we says. We want to grow, and we want we want to use that word because right now is a very important time. Right now is a time where we've got to be using the word of God because we're going up against Satan himself. We're going up. It's, this is a spiritual battle that we are in the middle of. So we're not just going to church. We're going to church, or we're having church, or we're worshiping at home, and we're worshiping on the internet, but we are worshiping God for a reason. It's not just to say that we had church. It's to have the arsenal that we need, that sword that we need to go into battle, to, that shield to, to fight off all those fiery darts that's coming at us. We've got to have it all and ready and we've got to have it in our spirit, man. We've got to be ready to come against everything that the devil is throwing at us. So I had to eat about 3 o'clock because I was getting weak. I had a headache. I was getting sick. I, I knew I, I had to have some kind of nutrition in my body. But, y'all, let me tell you something. From this morning up until that moment, I had that nutrition like Jesus was talking about. He says, I, I feed off of what I came to do. I feed off of what I came to do. That's what he told his disciples after he met the Samaritan woman at the well and she went off preaching. I could preach right now, but I'm not. No, we've done Keppel. Yeah. Almost 40 minutes. But think about that. You know, if you need a copy of that, let me know and I can 
I can get them to you. Whatever you need. Um, because if you don't know that bitterness or strife or just lack of understanding, like that lack of knowledge is hindering your prayers, we want everyone to be effective when they pray. And we, especially at this time, because there's so much going on, these babies, these kids, with their parents not knowing what to do, yeah. you know, they don't want to make the wrong decision. We, 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 we keep talking about it. We know people that's in the hospital. We know people that's been battling this thing. We know people, we know kids that's been sick. We know people, and I hate to say it, but we know a lot of the sick people. But that's just part of what, you know, what happens. But when you see the bad side of it, we all need to come together. We need to come together in unity and prayer, praying in one accord and ready to fight this battle together. And, but it's not going to be just us. It's not going to be just a handful. We need a nation praying. I'm so thankful. Again, I am thankful that the Louisiana governor, a Democratic governor, called for a three-day prayer and fasting. I am so thankful because we're in the middle of it right now. Today is the hump day of the fast. Keep praying. Keep fasting. Keep it believing and keep expecting. And then you're going to see those breakthroughs. And, you know, if we're all binding together in prayer, standing in faith over God's Word because we know what His Word says, I mean... And if you don't, it's no big deal. Just start reading it. I'm using my NLT Bible for a reason right now because I want everybody to understand if you don't understand what the King James Version say, and are you, you it's this hard is, for you to yeah, read. This one's a King James. It's old, old, If old. you don't understand, find you one you can understand. Because the Word of God, no matter what it is, what book it is, I know there's conflict over all of that, but when you get right down to it, when you start putting the Word of God in you, the Holy Spirit's going to start telling you how to use that Word for yourself. And if you only use it as a study tool. Absolutely. You know, you have... You, no, I want to read the, the King James, but then um, maybe you read um, Isaiah forty three twenty one. This people, because that's what he pointed out. <laughs> this people have I formed. Okay, you find it in your Bible. This people have I formed for myself. They shall show forth my praise. And to some, you, that might just be a, just a bunch of words. Now, a lot of people understand that greatly. They understand it completely. Now, we're not knocking that Isaiah at all. 43, right. Isaiah 43. But if you're new to the Word, or maybe you have a Bible, and you've been one of those people that's been in church your whole entire life, but you've never really dug deep into the Word because you knew Grandma was praying, you knew Mama was praying, you knew... So and so, but now it's up to you. Now it's time for you to pray for your own family. So, you know. All right, verse 21, Isaiah 43, verse 21. I have made Israel for myself, and they will someday honor me before the whole world. That, And that, that right there is the reason yeah. I say it find just, the Bible that you can understand. Yeah. Because so, if you don't, 
you may never understood that that was talking about Israel. And y'all, we're not we're not here to cause conflict. Not we're all. not here to cause division. We are here to cause unity. We are here to bring God's word alive. Yeah. And that's what it's all about. If we don't come together, and if we don't start praying and fasting, like I said in the beginning, denominations, let's throw it out. Yeah. Because right now, God's people, the believers of Jesus Christ, need to come together, start praying and fasting. Let me tell you something. This is totally different. You can see that Becky's tired. You can see that it's, it's draining her. I had to eat today a little bit early. But just because we get tired and weary, it don't mean we're stopping. We still got a race to run. That race has still got to be run. People and right are now, depending on us. <laughs> she said a mouthful. There's people depending on us. Are you doing your part? Are we doing our part? Are we doing enough? We're not talking about just going to church. We're not talking about just having church. We're talking about a life-changing moment mm-hmm. for somebody that is going through something that they have no idea what their decision's going to be. School, just a job, or do you do you quit a job because you're you're so close to it? And health. These people that are suffering. These people that has lost loved ones. There's a lot to be praying for. There's a lot to be praying for. And, you know, if if you're one of them, oh, I don't have time for that fasting. You don't want me to say it because I'll be saying you're the first one that needs to be fasting because when you say you don't have time for it, God God is depending on you to do it. God's word says when you fast. When? Not if you have time or if you feel like it. When? It's a spiritual discipline. Yeah. And, you know, we can get up and and early in the morning and go to work and give our, you know, 6, 8, 10, 14 hours, whatever it is, and you don't think twice about it. No, because that's our job. But as a believer, God sent his only son, Jesus, Tony read it to be that substitute for us. I think we can fast for three days. Yeah. I think so. Even if it's just lunchtime, like the governor said. That's easy peasy. Yeah. All right, guys. Tomorrow night, if it's okay, we're going to be, I'm going to be praying about this, but tomorrow night when we finish our study, I'm going to see if we can have some prayer time where we can pray, just pray to God. We might even turn some music on, and that way we'll be in an attitude of prayer because that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Anything else? I think that's all. Y'all have a great afternoon. Thank you for your time. Finish strong. If you're doing the three-day, one more day. If you're going further, let's keep going. Thank y'all so much.